Hey everybody, welcome to the Feminization Boudoir Podcast with your host, Kylie Gable. And I am here um, for the second to last time of this, what I call season. Uh, the plan with the with the show or the podcast, whatever you want to call it, is to go from December through April, take the month of May off, and then go from June to October, take the month of December off, and then repeat. So two seasons a year. Got a little bit mixed up last year. Not mixed up, but a, a little bit out of order last year because of COVID. But I intend to be taking May off. Uh, next week we should have a really cool audio from Raina Means Queen. Um, and uh, I noticed in the surveys I had a lot of people who really like what she's been bringing to, to her audios. So that's great. Um... This week, it's a new series from Shayla Aspasia um, that I wrote several years ago. Probably one of my raunchiest ones. There's a lot of sex in this series, and it, it's uh, called Private School, uh, Prisoner. Each one of the books is a different private school theme. Private School Prisoner, Prisoner is this one, and there's six books all in all, and... The way it works, each book is meant to have a definite ending. So it's a series, you read them all in a row, but, you know, if you just read book two, yeah, you actually get a complete story. If you just read book five, you actually get a complete story. And the way we're releasing this, we're going to do, the first one is up already, and I'm actually going to play almost an hour of it. And it's maybe like an hour and ten minutes, all in all, but I'm playing almost an hour um, and I never do that. I never give away this much of, uh, of an audiobook for free. And the reason I'm doing it, I want to give everybody a good chance to, to listen and, and see how they like it. Because while we're off, basically starting the last week of April, we're going to be putting out a new audio every week from this series. So you'll get a different, you know, this week it's Private School Prisoners. I don't remember what's next, but there's, uh, like I said, six books. Shayla's doing them all, and each week there'll be a new one. So if you like this one, you want to pick it up, which I would love to have you do. Sorry if you're hearing a clawing noise. My dog is being annoying. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> but uh, the um, you know next week there's going to be another one up. And next week, as I said, we're not going to be playing the second one. We'll be playing a new one, I believe, from Reina. But um, definitely look for it if you like this uh, part one. So, without further ado, here is Private School Prisoner, written by myself and Claudia Acosta and narrated by Shayla Aspasia. Private School Prisoner, written by Kylie Gable and Claudia Acosta. Narrated by Shayla Aspasia. Smoking isn't that bad for your health, asked Chase Betancourt, the 21-year-old guest of honor at a graduation party, attended by only the most elite of Newport society. Chase had seen an attractive brunette who had been introduced to him as Haley Robson Stewart stuck off into the woods behind the estate and was drawn to follow her. She had a sexy rebellious streak that just didn't fit in with the other people at the party. Her 36C breasts were threatening to tear through her tight designer t-shirt at any moment and her black wavy hair framed her alabaster skin like the final paint stroke on a masterpiece. He was three years older than she was, and he hoped that would make up for his awkwardness and slight stature. "'What are you, the party police?' she snarled. A smirk seemed to hang on her claret-colored lips before she took another puff on the cigarette and blew a cloud of smoke right into his face. Relax, I'm on your side, he assured her, giving his best smile. He had a winning smile, and truth be told, a very pretty face. It was just that 
he wasn't very big. Girls liked muscles. And he was about the same size as this girl, who was three years his junior. You'll forgive me if that doesn't fill me with confidence, she said. I suppose I should congratulate you on your degree. What are you planning on doing with it? I haven't the foggiest, and my dad isn't happy about that. So, you're going to be a bum? I think I know where the one heating grate is downtown. No, but I'm taking a year off. I want to find myself before I start doing the whole work grind thing. What do you do? I'm a senior at Whitcomb, she replied. I've never heard of it. Is it around here? You've probably never heard of it because it's a girls' school. Oh my, that's kind of actually a little sexy. Do you have a little schoolgirl uniform? Ridiculously sexy, she replied. It's tradition, but we have the short plaid skirt that every pervert like you fantasizes about. Well, where is this place? I think I'd love to visit. Oh, you would love to visit, she assured him. It's actually for bad girls, so I'm sure it'll cover all of your fantasies. Bad girls? Now I am intrigued. What's a bad girl? Whitcomb is tucked away in central Illinois, where Mommy and Daddy don't have to see us. It's for those of us who just don't adjust real well to white privilege. It's full of sluts, hellraisers, partiers, and the things they frown on around here. I'm not frowning. No, you're salivating, smirked Haley. I'm sure if you ever came to visit, we could show you a good time. I think I like the sound of that. How about now? Relax, Tiger. I don't even go back for two weeks. Besides, how will we even explain you on campus? I told you, they're very strict. Well, what if I was your brother helping you move in? You know, she said, raising an eyebrow. Ordinarily, I would say you were nuts. But people at this party keep thinking I'm a relative. Generations of inbreeding must have given us some common genes. That really might work. Do you think your parents would let me take you back? Ordinarily, they'd have me fly. Just meet me at the airport. I'll seriously do it. I don't have any plans this year. Over the next couple of weeks, Haley was beginning to warm up to him. There was no doubt in his mind that a long road trip out to Illinois was exactly what it would take to seal the deal. Chase was now more confident than ever that he did the right thing in taking a year off. He could spend as much time with Haley as she wanted and maybe even meet some of these other bad girls. If Chase had a type, that was it. His dad, though not happy with his life choices, had set up an allowance for Chase. Every week, his father would wire $1,500 into his account. That would be more than enough to rent someplace right by the Whitcomb campus, if things went well, or fly to the south of France if they didn't. At 2.15 on Thursday afternoon, Chase met up with Haley at the airport. She looked thrilled to see him, and he breathed a sigh of relief. There would be nothing worse than an awkward silence as the two of them traveled halfway across the country. She was burdened down with luggage, and Chase helped her to load it into the trunk of his BMW. "'You don't pack light,' he said. "'I'm packing for the whole year, you know,' she replied. "'I'm so excited to be taking you.' This is going to be like an adventure. Well, I'm sure we'll have fun, she said, curling into the passenger seat. She insisted on keeping the top of the M6 convertible down, as she loved the feel of the wind rushing through her hair on the open road. The conversation was light but pleasant, although a few times Chase got a bit agitated with the amount of text that Haley was receiving. 
She apologized by saying, I'm sorry, Chase, but everyone wants to know when I'm getting in. You remember what the first week back at school is like. Yeah, I do, he admitted. Sorry for being uptight. Chase didn't want to do the entire trip in one night. The distance between Newport and Whitcomb was about 1,100 miles. He figured if they drove for eight hours, they could stay a night in a hotel, leave bright and early, and be in Whitcomb just after dinner time. As it was approaching 10, Chase turned to Haley, who was trying to find a decent radio station. It's getting late. I'm going to try to find a place we can pull off for the night. Just a little further, she purred. I got us a place to stay. Where? My roommate lives in Gates Mill, Ohio. We'll be there in less than an hour. I don't know. I don't even know how to get there. I'll show you. It's a suburb of Cleveland. Just look for 271 West, she assured him. Ninety minutes later, they pulled into a large white colonial house in a wealthy but secluded Cleveland suburb. He could see a very attractive girl with long legs and long blonde hair waving from the doorway. Chase was disappointed to not have Haley all to himself that night. But this roommate of hers was quite a looker, too. He wondered if she was at Whitcomb for slutty behavior. Ahoy, hoy, called the blonde girl. Hey, Paige, this is Chase, replied Haley. Come on in, said Paige. I have the guest room all ready for you. Any chance we can get a beer first, asked Haley. Sure, I'll rustle us up some cold ones. Hold on, he said, as she's got the beers. Where are your parents? Vacation somewhere, she said. Well, aren't they going to get mad when they see their beers missing? I thought you said he was cool, sniffed Paige. He's just a nervous little worrier, scared of getting in trouble. He's okay, Paige, trust me, replied Haley. Yeah, I just didn't want you getting in trouble. Thanks for the beer, said Chase. Don't mention it, replied Paige. I still don't get how this is going to work. How do you expect to get Chase on campus? You know they're very strict about young single men. I know that, said Haley. But don't you see the resemblance between us? I suppose there is something, replied Paige. You both really could use some time in the sunshine, or at least a tanning booth. Don't you think we look enough alike to pass for brother and sister? asked Chase. Distant cousins, maybe, said Paige. If they see you on campus, they're going to want to see ID. I hadn't thought about that, replied Haley. I'm sorry, Chase, she's right. Are you sure we don't look enough alike to pull it off? asked Chase. There is one way, said Paige, giggling. But believe me, you may not want to do it. Try me, said Chase. I'm pretty adventurous. What are you thinking, asked Haley. He does look a bit like you. If we dressed him up in some of our things, we could say he was your sister, replied Paige, looking Chase up and down and sizing him up. Would you do it? asked Haley excitedly. No, I can't do that, said Chase. I'd feel really weird. I told you, said Paige. That's too much to ask of a guy, especially one who isn't super confident about himself. I guess you're right, said Haley. It would be fun, though. I would just feel too strange if I did it, apologized Chase. You know we'd make it worth your while, right? asked Paige. What does that mean, replied Chase. Very worth your while said Haley. Besides, it's just us. Nobody else has to see. So if I dress up for you tonight, you'll make it worth my while. And I won't have to do your school that way or anything. Do I understand this correctly? asked Chase. That sounds right to me, replied Paige. Does that sound right to you, Haley? Oh, absolutely, purred Haley. Okay, if it's just for you, I'll do it, said Chase. But you better not forget your side of things. I don't have all that much with me, said Haley. Only what I packed. 
Oh, I've got closet of closets full of outfits that will look smashing on him. Why don't you take a couple of more beers and I'll fix him a bubble bath while I find him an outfit, suggested Paige. Excellent idea, replied Haley. And she snagged another round of beers and led Chase up to the bathroom. The warm water felt soothing on Chase's skin, and the bubble bath provided him with some modesty. He had been worried about that cock of his, which was only the small to average size. It might turn Haley off. He happily noted that she seemed excited to see him naked. The bubble bath had a strong floral fragrance, which was pretty, but he hated to think how it must have made him smell. I found just the perfect outfit, but it means shaving, said Paige, standing in the doorway with a couple of pink plastic razors and a can of shaving cream. I kind of figured from the bubble bath, Chase sighed. Smart boy, giggled Haley. And with those words, the two girls sat upon him. Paige lifted his leg out of the water and began to lather it up as Haley lifted his left arm above his head and began to work on his underarm. They went to work on him while he polished off his third beer of the night. It had been a long time since he had had food, and he was already getting a bit of a buzz. Chase felt self-conscious about being denuded, but he also loved the feeling of the girl's hands rubbing all over him as they did it. The whole time they were teasing him and purring sexily in his ears. By the time they were done, he felt like he had just experienced one of the greatest sexual moments of his life. Mmm, I love a man who's soft and silky. You're going to love how my lingerie feels on your skin, promised Paige. Haley helped Chase to his feet and began rubbing him down with a soft white towel. I know you're self-conscious, but you've got nothing to be ashamed of. Thanks, he said, as he wrapped the towel around his torso, beginning right under his arms. She tucked it in place, and his nakedness was concealed. Now, let's get you dressed, she said, leading him to Paige's room. Paige was sitting on her bed, feet folded underneath her. In her hand, she held a white padded bra, a souvenir of a few years ago, before she had fully developed. She stood up from the bed and gently placed Chase's arms through the straps, pulling it snugly behind him and securing it in place. Haley, who was behind Chase, began to rub her hands on the satiny fabric. The petting caused an almost electric feeling for Chase. I think I'm going to love my little girl, cooed Haley, kissing the back of Chase's neck. Lift up your legs and step in, instructed Paige, as she held out a pair of white lace panties for him. How do you feel? Everything feels amazing, admitted Chase. Good, now sit on the bed and I'll show you how to put on your pantyhose, said Paige pantyhose. Does anybody even wear those anymore? asked Chase. A proper Whitcomb girl does, complained Haley. I don't like them much, but I bet they'll feel great on your shaved legs. With Paige's help, Chase soon pulled the pantyhose up his legs. He did have to admit that he liked the way they felt. He was surprised he had never heard before how much having a hairless body made every single stimulus that much more noticeable on his body. Now what do you think, Haley? I got him a cute little blue dress, but also a striped top and miniskirt. How should we dress our little girl? Shouldn't we let her decide, replied Haley. I, I guess I like the red and white top and the black skirt, said Chase. If that's what my girl wants, then that's what she gets, said Haley. Good, I like the shoes for this outfit better, said Paige. After he finished getting dressed, 
Paige had the feminized boy step into a pair of black pumps with a three-inch heel. Chase could barely keep his balance with the beer fogging his brain and the unfamiliar heels on his feet. Here, come on over to the makeup chair, said Paige, guiding him until he could safely plop down at her vanity. That walk definitely needs some work, commented Haley. Why don't you start on his makeup while I go and grab us some more beer, suggested Paige. I'm on it, said Haley, admiring Chase's facial structure. I think we'll use mostly Paige's stuff, but my foundation is going to be the perfect shade for you. I really don't know about any of this stuff, admitted Chase. If it makes you happy, give me the works. Oh, it does, baby, purred Haley. You have no idea. The foundation was cold to the touch, but again Haley's soft fingers made its application almost feel like a massage. Even though it felt strange to have makeup on his face, Haley was meticulous with her makeup. Applying loose powder to the liquid, as she lined his eyes with jet black pencil, Paige handed Chase another beer. His eyes really do pop with makeup. He's starting to look like you quite a bit more, said Paige. Oh, I'm trying to do his makeup the same way I do my own, replied Haley. Keep doing it, said Paige. Can I see, asked Chase. No, not until I'm done, said Haley. Paige smiled broadly. Even she could hardly believe how feminine and even pretty Chase looked with his eyes made up. Haley placed the beer on the desk and had Chase pucker up. She used a bright red lipstick, much the same shade as her own lips, on Chase. He cooperated as she had him blot off the excess. When she turned him to face the mirror, Chase couldn't believe it. He could see the reflection of three very attractive women. But it was just unfathomable that one of the girls was him. You clean up great, baby, said Haley. I can't believe it, replied Chase. Paige smiled to herself as she heard a definite slur in his speech. Believe it, you're fabulous, said Paige. Now, what about my reward? asked Chase. Well, uh, stammered Haley. You're so close, interjected Paige. You're not done, though, till I get your nails done. Haley, why don't you get Chase another beer? Twenty-five minutes later, Chase was sporting a set of candy apple red acrylic nails. They made his small hands look very feminine. Even more important for the girls, he was beginning to sway, and Paige was sure if he lay down for a couple of minutes, he'd soon be off to sleep. They'd take no responsibility for failing to fulfill their promise, because they could just blame it on all the alcohol. Wow, said Haley, this just might work. We'll see that it does, replied Paige. He's stinking drunk, and he still looks like a perfect debutante. It was getting very late, and the girls knew that Chase wouldn't be awake for much longer. How do you want to do this? asked Haley. Well, he's almost out already, whispered Paige. How alert are you? asked Haley. Oh, I'm dragging a bit, but you know me. If I have a radio on, somebody to talk to, and a Diet Coke, I'm good to go, replied Paige. Perfect. I think if we put him in the back seat of the car, he'll be out like a light before long, said Haley. There isn't a ton of trunk room, but while you get packing, I'll put him in the back seat. It took Paige about a half hour to get her stuff packed and dragged down to the car. It took about one-third of that time for Haley to convince Chase to get into the back seat and for him to doze off. 
Unfortunately, Paige found that Haley was telling the truth about the tight confines of the trunk. She tried several different arrangements, but there were still only two bags too many. The back seat would usually be the answer, except with snoring Chase sprawled out across it and snoring like a foghorn, that was out too. How's it going? asked Haley. It's not, sighed Paige. This trunk, it's just too small. No matter what I do, there's no way to make everything fit. Well, why not leave Chase's stuff behind? Seriously, won't he get pissed, asked Paige. Well, probably, but if our plan works, he won't need them anyway, said Haley. Okay, agreed Paige. It might help when he realizes he doesn't have any guy clothes to change into. Do you want to bring his bags inside? No, they'll be safe enough outside. And it doesn't look like rain, said Paige, slamming the trunk shut. Haley tossed her friend the car keys. And soon they were backing down the drive and out in the placid summer night. Paige put on a radio station she liked to help her stay awake and drown out the rumble of Chase snoring in the back seat. It's funny, he really does look like a girl, acknowledged Paige. But he snores like a lumberjack. Is there a song about lumberjacks wearing women's clothing? asked Haley. You listen to some strange music, girl, replied Paige. For the next five hours, the girls kept up a steady banter, while Chase slept in the back seat, oblivious to what was happening. They were just passing through Tinley Park, Illinois, as the sun was rising magnificently in the eastern sky, shining directly on their sleeping cargo. What the hell? Where are we? asked Chase, moaning in the back seat. Welcome to the real world, Sleeping Beauty, replied Haley. We wanted to get an early start back to school, and we didn't want to wake you. You seem like you really needed that sleep. I'm still dressed like a woman, groaned Chase. And you look amazing, said Paige. Oh, wow, you sure do. I can't wait until I get you back to my place, purred Haley. You kind of fell asleep on us last night. Um, so you weren't kidding about a reward? Have you ever been fucked by two girls before, Chase? asked Paige. No, never, replied Chase. Well, just wait until we get you to school, stud. We're both gonna fuck you, cooed Paige. Okay, I guess I can keep this stuff on a little longer, said Chase. I was really disappointed that I missed out last night. Can we pull over so I can drive? I don't let anybody else drive my car. Have you ever driven with heels before? asked Paige. No, I guess not, said Chase. We're almost there, replied Haley. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. From the back seat of his BMW, Chase felt that he had entered another world. Whitcomb was a weird mix of East Coast old money and Midwest emptiness. The wrought iron fence of the campus enclosed eight Gothic-looking buildings with large red stones framing a sweeping tree-lined quad. The problem was that this elite campus was in the middle of prairie and looked like it belonged as much as an Armani suit would at a square dance. The school buzzed with activity. This was moving weekend, and for many parents, it was the one day of the year they visited their child's school. Chase would see a big difference between the freshmen, many of whom were begging another chance to return home for high school, and the seniors who had adjusted to life at Whitcomb and were anxiously awaiting for old friends to arrive. Haley and Paige were both happily waving and calling out to old friends as they made their way down the cobblestone drive to the senior dorm. The one thing that Chase didn't see was any young guys. There were a decent number of fathers, but anybody under 40 would have definitely stood out. 
he decided that even though it was a bit embarrassing, Paige's plan may have been the proper course, although he was still self-conscious enough to slump down in the back seat, trying not to give anybody a good look at him. This is Norton Hall, announced Paige, as she parked Chase's car. It's a senior dorm, and the rooms are a bit bigger than they are in the other residence halls. But it's kind of drafty. It's huge, said Chase. I think it's nicer than my college dorm was. Let's get our stuff moved in, and then Chase can help us bring up the refrigerator from housing, suggested Haley. Chase was soon buried under a pile of bedding, and whatever clothes didn't quite fit into the fully packed suitcases that the girls were carrying. Haley's room was on the third floor, and by the time he finished climbing all the stairs, Chase was winded. The girls couldn't resist laughing at his struggles. You really need to get in shape, said Paige. That's a lot of stairs. This whole place reminds me of something from a horror movie, said Chase. It does feel that way sometimes, said Haley. But when everybody moves in, it'll be a lot more colorful. It'll still be frightening, but with more pink, joked Paige. Chase was almost knocked over by a cute blonde girl bounding down the hallway like a loyal puppy, whose owners just returned from a vacation. She threw herself into each of the girls' arms, giving them both big hugs. Cassie cried out Paige. Hey, Cassie, echoed Haley. Good to see you. Chase stood there awkwardly, admiring this blonde girl, seemingly endless energy. She was every bit the looker that Haley and Paige were. Her large blue almond eyes and her flowing golden blonde hair made her seem like a Disney princess. Oh, this is Madison, said Paige, introducing Chase. She's a friend of Haley's. Yeah, sorry I didn't introduce you sooner, added Haley. Well, awesome sauce, said Cassie. Any friend, you know. Chase smiled meekly, nodding at her before a weak high escaped in the back of his throat. Chase realized that he may look like a woman, but no one ever told him how to sound like a woman. Let's get you moved in, said Cassie, grabbing a couple of bags from Chase and one from Haley. Raina and Kelsey are already here. There's still no word on Chelsea. We'll have to get together tonight for a party, said Paige. We'll bring your friend, said Cassie. We wouldn't dream of having her miss it, replied Haley. As soon as Cassie left, Paige and Haley began to unpack. They weren't kidding. Soon the gloomy gothic room became instantly more feminine and livable. Chase was amazed at the speed with which they could carry out a such a major transformation. I'm really starving, said Chase. I drank a lot last night, and it's been a long time since I've had anything to eat. They should be serving lunch, said Haley. Truth be told, I could use a bite to eat myself. We should really get Madison here changed, replied Paige. I would really like that, said Chase. Where are my suitcases anyway? I assume they're probably in the trunk, stammered Haley, quickly changing the subject. Anyway, we weren't talking about changing into your clothes. What? Oh, no way. I can't put on another dress, complained Chase. Well, they're not just going to let a young guy here on campus for much longer. The big move in is going to be over soon. Besides, there's still a matter of the reward, and I'd hate for you to miss out on that, purred Paige. Haley grinned and nodded her head slowly. The meaning to Chase was well understood. They were still promising him. A threesome. I guess I can put on one more outfit, but I'm laying off the alcohol tonight, and I expect you two to pay off, said Chase. Promise, said Haley, who rushed over to Chase and kissed him deeply on the lips. I have to admit, seeing you dress like this, it's turning me on. Where did you ever get the idea of calling me Madison, asked Chase. It just came to me, said Paige, 
You kind of look like a Madison. You do, agreed Haley. Fine, I guess if we're in public, you have to call me something. But this is really awkward. A half hour later, the girls were all sitting around, waiting for the carnation pink polish on Chase's fingers and toes to dry. The girls had dressed him in a pink Whitcomb t-shirt and a white pleated skirt. His feet were adorned with a pair of pink sandals. They adjusted his makeup for a daytime look. For all intents and purposes, he was now the prototypical Whitcomb girl. Nobody who saw him on campus would look at him twice, unless they were checking him out. She really is beautiful, said Haley. Yeah, but we really need to get her some breast forms. That t-shirt should be sticking out a lot more than this, complained Paige. Girls, it really kind of creeps me out when you refer to me as she, said Chase. And what's this about breast forms? I'm not going to be making a habit of wearing a bra. Don't worry about it, Chase, said Haley. We're just talking. Let's go eat. The walk to the dining hall was most uneventful. Chase did notice that there were a lot less parents on campus now. The lack of the other males began to make Chase feel even more out of place, even as he admired the Whitcomb students, filling into the dining hall with him. Since he had no meal ticket, the girls had him go stake out some seats for them. Well, they ordered lunch for all of them. A salad, he said. I told you I was starving. Even you two got sandwiches. It would have been very suspicious for one of us to order two sandwiches, said Paige. Besides, we don't know what kind of sandwich we wanted, so we figured salad would be safe. I don't want to eat safe, replied Chase. Oh, it'll be good for your girlish figure, teased Haley. Is this a private conversation or can anybody join in, called a tall girl with dark features and long, straight black hair. She looked like a model who had stepped right off of the cover of Teen Vogue. She was joined by a cute and bubbly redhead named Raina and Cassie from earlier. Chase decided that Haley had some amazing-looking friends. If they were all as wild as Paige and Haley were, things on campus could be quite promising. Oh, I almost forgot, said Cassie. This is Madison. She's a friend of Haley. Wow, I would have thought they were sisters if I didn't know Haley was an only child, said Kelsey. Yeah, they do look a lot alike, agreed Raina. So, Madison, this is Kelsey, said Cassie, motioning to the stunning brunette. She is the star of our campus plays. When she wins the Academy Award, she's going to thank me. I said, I thank you when they started playing me off said Kelsey. Whatever, mocked Cassie. This is Raina. She's got a brain for school and a body for sin. You really have lost your mind, groaned the redhead, laughing at the introduction. Hi, Madison. It's nice to meet you. Don't worry about Cassie. She's never been quite right. Hello, said Chase in a horrid voice that could have not been less convincing. You'll have to excuse her, said Haley. My friend is kind of shy around strangers. We're not strangers, said Cassie. We're practically sisters. Well, I'm happy to meet all of you, said Chase, biting his lip and staring at his painted toes. Do you go to school back east, asked Kelsey. Yeah, I'm a classmate of Haley, replied Chase. She means we were classmates before I got sent to Whitcomb, corrected Haley. Yeah, we've been friends for a very long time, chimed in Chase. I have a friend like that, said Raina. That's the best kind of friend. You'll have to tell us some stories about Haley before she came to Whitcomb, said Cassie. You'll be there tonight, right? I wouldn't miss it, replied Chase. We'll let you finish your lunch. Cassie and Raina just wanted to catch up. Chelsea will be back on by tonight, said Cassie. She texted me back. You are like a cruise director, said Kelsey, as all three of them walked away. Oh, God, you never told me I'd have to talk to people, said Chase. I need to change. No, you don't, said Paige. 
But you do need to stop biting your lip, she said with surprising authority. All your lipstick winds up on your teeth. Here, said Haley, handing Chase the lipstick tube in a small gold compact. You're so lucky I come prepared. I don't know how to do this, complained Chase. It's easy. You just open up the compact and stare into the mirror, instructed Haley. Okay, said Chase, complying with her orders. It was still so strange to see his feminized reflection. Now you just need to unscrew the lipstick and trace your lips with the lipstick. It's the same color you have on, so you're just fixing it, said Haley. Chase felt stupid, but he did as he was instructed, carefully tracing his lips like a sculptor, carefully chipping away granite to find the beauty underneath. Good girl, said Paige. Next time, though, work from the center out. Now blot your lips, said Haley, demonstrating how with her own lips. When Chase complied, the girls were satisfied with the job he did. Not bad, girlfriend, teased Haley. You need to loosen up, though, said Paige. I think it's actually easier to talk to guys than girls. No way, I don't want guys hitting on me, said Chase. Who said anything about hitting on you, replied Paige. I just think girls know what to look for. Guys are too busy staring at your chest to notice if you're actually female or not. What about Mr. Taylor, asked Kaylee. Oh, Taylor would be perfect, agreed Paige. Who is Mr. Taylor, asked Chase. He's the security guard in the front desk. He's only like a year older than you are, and he flirts with the girls all the time. He's not very bright. He'd be the perfect guy for you to try practicing on, said Paige. No way, said Chase. I don't want to get busted. You won't get busted, sighed Haley. Come on, all you have to do is stick with the story. You're my friend from back east. If you did that, then we'll be able to make it worth your while. Worth my while how? asked Chase. We already told you that you'd get in our panties. How about a blowjob too, said Paige. Okay, I'll do it, said Chase. With lunch finished, the girls had gone over to housing to get the small refrigerator that Whitcomb allowed the students to rent for the year. They carried it back to the senior dorm, which was never an easy task for one person or even a pair of high school-aged girls. As they got to the front of the door of Norton Hall, Chase could see the security desk and for the first time noticed the man sitting there. Rob Taylor had been working at Whitcomb for a little under two years. He was a workout fanatic, and for the girls who liked hard bodies, he was always willing to flirt. There were rumors suggested he went beyond simple flirting. He wasn't bad looking, even if his clothes cropped hat haircut was a bit too military for most of the Whitcomb girls. But it was well known that he was just not a very smart man. There's your target, said Haley. We'd like you to get him to carry the refrigerator up to the third floor for us. If you can do that, we'll be very grateful. Very grateful, agreed Paige. I can't believe I'm doing this, groaned Chase, but he couldn't help himself. The girls practically fell over laughing at what he thought was a seductive female walk. But he did approach Taylor. Hello, smiled the security guard. Hi, replied Chase, still extremely sheepish. Are you a senior? I don't think I've seen you here before. Well, I'm a friend of Haley Robson Stewart, paused Chase. I'm Madison Betancourt. Nice to meet you, Maddie. I'm still Rod Taylor. Kind of run this storm. I'm the head of security. Is that Steel Rod? Well, my name is Rod, but I work out, so people call me Steel Rod, he replied. Well, I can see why. Just get a load of those guns, said Chase, his heart racing in his chest. Here, feel my biceps, said Rod. Gingerly, Chase reached out and felt Rod's muscle. Oh, wow, you are made of steel. 
Rod laughed and then got serious for a second. I wish you were a student here. Me too, but you've just given me a new reason to visit, said Chase, still squeezing Rod's bicep. Say, could you help Haley and me? Sure, replied Rod. What do you need? We got one of those refrigerators, and the thing weighs a ton. There's just no way we girls can manage it, sighed Chase. You want me to? No problem. With Chase's encouragement, Rod was happy to display his strength by carrying the 40-pound refrigerator up three flights of stairs for the girls. He triumphantly placed it in the corner where the girls told him to put it. Wow, exclaimed Chase. You're a lifesaver. Thanks, Rod. But you'd probably need to get back to your post, said Paige. Yeah, everybody depends on you, agreed Haley. Taylor nodded and left like some sort of refrigerator superhero. As soon as he was out of earshot, Haley and Paige could no longer control their laughter. You were terrific, said Haley. I told you that would get easier, agreed Paige. I just played a part, said Chase. I mean, touching him was awkward as hell, but I just told myself that I wasn't doing it. Madison was. You are going to be so good at this, said Paige. Good at what? asked Chase. Good at sex, silly, said Haley, kissing him fully on the lips. Haley, admonished Paige. Don't get him all hot and bothered. Why not? asked Chase. Because he looks like the kind of guy who can go all night, replied Paige. The girls will be here around seven. If this lasts even a couple of hours, there will be sheets to change, and that's not even talking about cleaning ourselves up. And believe me, I want in on this too. I've never done a threesome before. I hadn't thought about that. Okay, fine. But we get rid of the girls early tonight. I've been wanting to watch my boyfriend get a blowjob from another pair of sexy lips like mine forever. Chase was not happy. He had the worst case of blue balls in a lifetime of blue balls. But the sound of the two-syllable word instantly excited him. Did this amazing woman just call him her boyfriend? He couldn't believe his luck. The next several hours passed in a cloud of small talk. Chase's mind was wondering and examining all the ramifications of having a girlfriend like Haley. His mind raced through all the possibilities that the year could bring. He decided then and there that this was going to be the best year of his life. The girls had tried to warn Chase about Chelsea Prescott, but being warned and seeing her in person were two different things. Chelsea was from a prestigious East Coast family who had made their fortune building the Transcontinental Railroad. She was a tall woman with long brown hair and a classically beautiful face, but only her looks and lineage gave her anything in common with most Whitcomb girls. She had been expelled from her elite co-ed private school back east when she was caught up in a major gambling ring. Parents had sent her to Whitcomb after she started falling in with a local motorcycle club and participating in an underground fighting ring. Since transferring to Whitcomb, she had done very well for herself finding a group of friends, and becoming the captain of the field hockey team. Hey, who's the new girl? asked Chelsea, with a voice that was loud enough to be awkward. I'm Madison, said Chase. I'm a friend of Haley's. That's awesome, replied Chelsea. Everybody needs friends. Well, it's nice to meet you, Chelsea, said Chase. Can I show you something, Madison? asked Chelsea. Yeah, sure. Excellent, replied Chelsea, as she walked to Paige's underwear drawer and removed a pair of suntan hose. I'm going to ruin a pair of your pantyhose, Paige. I swear I'll replace them. Oh, not this again, said Haley. This is like her one trick. It's kind of cool, said Paige. Go ahead. Okay, said Chelsea, holding up the hose. 
I'm sure I don't have to tell you how easy these things snag and tear. No, that really is a problem, agreed Chase, feeling it over his head. Right, a toenail or even the smallest thing, and you've got to run, said Chelsea. But they're also incredibly strong. They rip like tissue, scoffed Paige. No, I'll show you, said Chelsea. Madison, if you don't mind volunteering, can you stand up? Sure, what do you need me to do? asked Chase, getting into his feet. Let's see, paused Chelsea. I need you to spin around so you're facing away from me. Okay, said Chase. No cheating now, Chase, whispered Paige. I don't know what she's trying to pull, but you better not be in on it. I just met her, replied Chase. Okay, said Chelsea. Put your hands behind your back. Like this, asked Chase, complying. That's perfect, said Chelsea, as she began to snake the pantyhose around his wrist. Just hold them like that. Haley could scarcely contain her laughter as she watched her feminized lamb walk meekly into the slaughter. Even as she cinched and nodded the pantyhose behind his back, Chase stood by meekly and obediently. Can you get out? asked Paige. Chase tried slipping his wrist out of the pantyhose, but Chelsea had cinched them too tightly. His fingers felt for a knot, but there was none within reach. Finally, he tried to use brute force to rip his way through the nylon binds, but that was also impossible. No, said Chase, astonished. She's right. I'm totally helpless. Well, not yet, giggled Haley. Her tone had changed, and as the three women around the room laughed, Chase felt that he was the butt of some enormous joke. Ha, laughed Chelsea. I told you I could tie him up without having to get violent. Let's finish the job, said Haley. We don't want him running off. What's going on, asked Chase, starting to realize he might be in trouble as Paige grabbed a handful of pantyhose from the drawer while Chelsea walked him over to a sturdy wooden chair and sat him down. Why had Chelsea referred to him as a guy? What are you doing? The girls worked quickly and efficiently together. Paige tossed a couple of pairs of pantyhose to Chelsea who used them to secure Chase's arms to his side and his back to the chair as Haley and Paige bound his ankles to the chair legs. Just relax, princess, said Chelsea. We're almost done. If you don't tell me what's going on, I'm going to skr... Before Chase, before his sentence was cut off by Paige shoving another pair of pantyhose in his mouth, she began to apply duct tape to his mouth in order to make sure it stayed there. That was actually a lot easier than I worried it would be, said Haley. We're not out of the woods yet, said Paige. Chase struggled frantically. He felt like the girls were talking about him as if he was no longer in the room. And they hadn't chosen to fill him in on whatever their master plan was. After half an hour of struggling, he was exhausted and no closer to getting loose. Chelsea admired her handiwork before tussling Chase's hair and telling him, I bet that's frustrating, you know. When I tie a little bitch up, I know how to keep her tied, nice and snug. Mmm, he protested. You're going to owe Paige a lot of new pantyhose when this is over, said Chelsea. A knock on the door filled Chase with dread. But Chelsea merely turned and told him, There's nothing to worry about. It's just the other girls. Sure enough, as soon as the door opened, Kelsey and Raina entered the room. While Cassie rushed over to see the prisoner, she began to tickle Chase for all she was worth Though he squirmed and grunted into the gag, he could not avoid her. Wow, said Cassie, you really know how to tie up a guy. It's just practice, said Chelsea. I'll show you sometimes. Kelsey, please tell me that you got everything, said Haley. I think so, beamed Kelsey. I went through the drama department and I think it's pretty close to your hair. All this, the style, it's a little different. No problem, I can always say I got a haircut, replied Haley. What about boobs? Yeah, I got him some forms. They should make him a perfect bee cup like you. They even jiggle like the real thing, said Kelsey. Sit down next to him. 
I can use your face as a guide. Sure, said Haley as she pulled up a chair. Kelsey looked them up and down. They do really look a lot like. For unrelated people, said Cassie. Especially for a guy and a girl. I suppose it's only fair for me to tell you what's ahead, Chase, said Haley. It's not like you can stop it anyway. You see, I have a boyfriend named Eric. Aw, does that hurt? Mmm, was the only sound that Chase could make. It wasn't clear if it was Haley's confession or Kelsey plucking his eyebrows that upset him so much. The problem is, is that he can't stay on campus for long without them chasing him out. And they don't let us just leave campus and go into town. You look a bit like me and people change from year to year, especially in a school like this one where Daddy gives the girl plastic surgery for her 18th birthday. Anyway, you're kind of going to fill in for me. Mmm, moaned Chase, shaking his head frantically. Yeah, I'm afraid so. Hey, you did say you wanted adventure this year. You can't get much more adventure than what you're going to be doing. You know, a WITCOM education is over $40,000 a year. Consider yourself very fortunate, joked Raina. I think the makeup is done, said Kelsey, reaching into the neck of Chase's shirt and placing the breast forms inside the cups of her bra. You can go change if you want, Haley, while I work with the wig. Thanks, Kelsey. You're the best, said Haley. This was the closest I could find for her hair. It's a little wavier, but I think it's doable, and it doesn't look like a wig, said Kelsey as she fitted a wig cap on the frustrated Chase's head. If you let yourself relax, said Paige, it doesn't have to be so bad. We have only got until Monday to get you perfect, and that means you had better cooperate. If you don't cooperate, you'll have me to deal with, and I don't think you're going to like that very much, warned Chelsea. Ta-da, announced Kelsey as she finished styling the wig. Wow, said Raina, that is amazing. I think he looked good before, said Paige, but I really have to hand it to you. For the first time, I think it's really going to work. It better work, said Chelsea, with an edge of menace to her voice that sent a shiver down Chase's back. You're a natural, Kelsey. You are a makeup goddess, added Cassie. Chase saw Haley emerge from the bathroom and nearly did a double take. She was wearing the exact same outfit he was other than his shoes. Well, what do you think? asked Haley. You look like twins, said Paige, reaching down and removing the shoes from Chase's feet. Here, take his shoes. He should be getting used to heels anyway. She rummaged in her closet and returned to Chase, who offered little resistance as she strapped a pair of heels right on his feet. This is really amazing, said Cassie. A knock on the door interrupted the conversation. That's probably Eric, said Haley, giggling at the discomfort the revelation caused Chase. Right on time, too. I'll let him in, said Cassie, sprinting for the door. Chase looks at Eric and decides that he was everything he wasn't. Tall and muscular, with a Hollywood face and hair that seemed to have a perpetual soft breeze blowing through it. There could be no rivalry here but Chase still felt horrible to be seen by Eric, dressed tied up as the prisoner of these women. Haley ran up to her boyfriend and kissed him squaringly on the lips, the same way she had kissed him earlier. Hey, doll, said Eric, putting his arm around Haley. Is this your little doppelganger? Yeah, isn't he precious? asked Haley. Well, hesitated Eric, he might fool people that didn't know you, but nobody would mistake you for a cross-dressing pervert. Chase wanted to correct Eric and tell him that the girls were forcing him to cross-dress. But did that even make it any better? Besides, the pantyhose that bound him should have been a good sign that he was resisting. So that was Private School Prisoner, as read by Shayla Spazia. Remember... Next Monday, we will have book number two out, and uh, audio book number two, I should say. Please, please check it out. And also, I want to say a word about the um, the surveys. I've gotten some great questions, and uh, I think maybe next podcast, I might just 
take a little time to answer some of them. Um, hope you won't mind my voice too much, but uh, really some good questions about just all sorts of stuff. I, I'm, I'm kind of learning that it seems like I have two audiences, I, or three audiences. I've got my book audience, I've got my podcast audience, and I've got my podcast and book audience. And the three audiences are actually just about the same size. It's kind of weird because... You know, I'll read one survey and it will be all people who listen to the podcast and have never bought a book for me. And then I'll read the next one. It'll be by someone who's read like all my books, all 400 of them, but never listened to the podcast. So please do me a favor. Please respond to the questions. It makes a big difference. And um, I'm getting some really good feedback and it's helped me decide what people want to listen to and what people want to read. So it's really good. Anyway, have a wonderful week. I will be back um, next week for the finale of the uh, fourth season. It seems kind of pretentious to have two seasons in a year, but it just seems, I mean, I don't take as much time off as most uh, shows do or, you know, that do take time off. And I take time off, which is different than podcasts, um, usually. So, I don't know. Maybe I am being pretentious, but I like two seasons a year. So this will be the end of uh, the fourth season next week. Have a great week, and I'll, t- I'll see you. Uh, I always say that. I'll see you next week, and I will be here next week. I hope you will be too.